On today's episode, I am going to ask you for your advice. I'm going to share an idea with you that I've been uh, toying with in my brain, and I wanted to see what you think. Send me some feedback, and I will take it to heart. So I've been playing around with this idea for a, a, a different podcast, not giving up bacon wrap business, adding another one and creating something that I think would be not only cool to listen to and fun to do, but unique out there in the world of podcasting. And the only thing I don't know, and I don't even know if I care about this, is the monetization of the, of the show. All right, so I'm going to take you through a journey of the way that I plan out creative projects, and I'm going to let you know about some of the things, some of the process by which I do this, and in return, I would love to hear your feedback. At the end of the show and in the show notes, I always give you uh, avenues to give me feedback, one of which is to send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com, and the other one is to go to the link on the or the actual baconwrappedbusiness.com page, and on there, there's several places where you can push a button and leave me a voicemail or a voice message. So let's get started. Now, first of all, before I tell you the idea for this new podcast, which by the way, I'll tell you the name of it, The Chain Reaction. I own thechainreaction.com. So pretty excited about that. And I'll tell you how this kind of flows into my ideas. But let me explain the way I approach any creative endeavor. So there, I guess there is a lesson in this for you. And this goes back to the very first episode I ever did of this entire podcast. And it's my Disney dreamstorming method. So to give you a a summary of this, I always plan out any creative endeavor or business endeavor in three phases. And this is to, to bring up why I mentioned Disney. This is the way that Walt Disney used to do things as well. So real briefly, he understood that there are three distinct voices whenever you're planning anything like this. And there's the the dreamer, the the realist or the the doer, and then there's the critic or the spoiler. And each one of them has their role. So the dreamer's job is to simply dream without planning or critiquing. And that's important because a lot of times when we're trying to dream what it would be possible, the plans and the critiques and the, you know, and the the doubts get in our head and it, it causes us not to be able to create a really robust dream. And then in the second stage, the realist or the doers, this mindset or I think of it as an office, like I go to another office. The job there is just to plan out what would have to happen in order to make this work. And now in the in that office there, that, that doer, the realist, the only things you don't do is you don't add new stuff to the dream and you don't critique it because that's the third room. That's where we go to critique it. And that's where we go to think about all of the things that could happen and why we shouldn't. And I know I've made a mistake in the past of not really giving the critic, my inner critic, it's time to point out all the obstacles and all the issues and all the why nots because it's not fun. However, this is like the risk management department. And this is the one to say, look, your idea is great and you could obviously do it, but have you considered these issues that may arise? So keep that in mind. Like there's the dreamer, the doer, and the critic. So in the dreamer phase, right? That's where I'm at. By the way, do this on your own. Teach it to other people because it's really helpful when you are wanting to plan out any creative project. And if you want, listen to the very first episode I ever did on this. I'll put a link in the show notes. I'll go in much more depth. So the idea is the chain reaction. And 
here is the concept. The concept is every guest, I start off with a guest and I invite him on the show and maybe I invite you, right? So I invite you and I, I want the guest to be somebody who is, you know, currently successful in life. It does not have to be business. It can be a thought leader, somebody really super interesting, maybe high profile would be, you know, fantastic, but I'm not just going to start with somebody on the street and I'm going to ask them their story, but I'm going to ask them to tell their journey to, to success, but through the lens of who are the people or person or events, and it can be one or it could be a couple in which created a chain reaction to where it was a this unique synchronistic coincidence that if this hadn't have happened the rest of the dominoes would not have fallen and they wouldn't be where they're at right now i know that i can go back into my life and trace multiple things multiple times to go man if i wouldn't have done this that wouldn't have happened and obviously we can go back all the way to uh, hey, if we weren't born to our parents these things wouldn't have happened but I can very specifically think of different milestones in my life, which created this waterfall effect or this domino effect that the rest of my uh, life would not be where it was if these things hadn't have happened. And more often than not, they revolve around certain people. Had I not met this person, had this person not said this, this wouldn't have happened. And I know that whenever I recount my life like this, I get really excited and it's fun. And it just kind of like brings up those little epiphanies going, oh yeah, you know what? That's, I never thought about it like that, but yeah, these things wouldn't happen. And it's a kind of a cool way to relive your memories through this chain reaction of events. Now, that would be the way that I would hear these stories of people. So as opposed to just saying, tell me how you started, it would be through the chain reaction of people and events. Now, the next, I'm going to call this theme or this gimmick, if you would, would be that after this show is over, it would be the guest if I interview you, for instance, it would be your responsibility to nominate one person. And ideally it would have been somebody like who's in your life now who helped create that chain reaction, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be, listen, you have a golden ticket. The only way to be on the show, the chain reaction is to have been in essence, had the baton passed by a previous, the previous guest. So even if somebody wanted to get on the show who you know, who would be a great, who would be a great guest, they couldn't do it unless you nominated them. Now, obviously there should be a couple of prerequisites for being nominated, such as you should be, have some level of success, of interest, of thought leadership or something. So, you, you know, you know, you could say my grandmother was, you know, or my brother was, you know, integral in this, but you know, they haven't done anything interesting. So that's, put a pin in that because that goes into the cri cri critics room, right? But so part one, your story is told in the terms of the chain reaction of events of people and things that got you to where you are. Two, you have a golden ticket that you can pass on to somebody else. And that's the only way to get on the show. Now, one of the reasons I think this would be kind of cool is that the only way you can get on the show is to be nominated by a previous guest is the fact that because it's hard to get on the show, I think that that's a very PR worthy notable aspect that could be written up and picked up by various other media outlets, uh, social media, et cetera, because I think it adds a degree of novelty and kind of coolness to it. 
and people will start to pay attention to see where it goes. Now, that's the other piece is how do we create something where people are really paying attention? And this is the third idea, which toying with, I don't know if it's as necessary, but it might be fun to kind of gamify this. So let's say that this show came out in seasons and season one would be we have a goal of somebody to get on, like somebody really hard to get on the show. And the goal would be, uh, I'll just throw a name out there, like Elon Musk, right? Bill Gates, somebody just ridiculous. Now, the only way that they can get on there still goes by the the chain reaction. So ideally, it's how many, you know, how many lo- licks of the lollipop does it take to get to the center? Or, you know, how many degrees of Kevin Bacon are there? And it would just be really interesting to see if we said, okay, Elon Musk is the goal for this and Elon doesn't do very many interviews. Well, how many interviews would it take to get to somebody who is close enough with Elon that he was just interviewed or she was just interviewed and then they recommend it to Elon and he's like, yeah, I'll do it because I see the kind of the coolness and the novelty, et cetera. And it's almost like this snowball effect, especially if the previous guest or the current guest, when I ask them who they'd nominate, they have to kind of think about this. If they know that the goal is to get to Elon, then that might encourage them to that might encourage them to nominate the next guest as somebody who's like, okay, I think this is gonna move us in that direction. So I think that kind of accomplishes that. Right? So hopefully you like this. Now, now let's step into the critics room. But before I do that, let me step out and just recap it. You know, the I pick one person in the beginning, which will probably be the hardest thing, interview them, tell their life story and their their journey through the series of people and events that have led them up creating a chain reaction or this domino effect. And then the next episode would be they recommended for the show. And then the third aspect is that we have a, a seasonal goal of interviewing, you know, a, a specific person. Right, follow me. So now in the critics room, this is where we ask the questions, well, what could go wrong and why should we not do this? And what we're trying to do is just flesh it all out so that we can either solve these problems, but not in the critics room. We solve these problems in one of the other offices and we, and we fix it. And if we can't fix it, we decide, okay, well, this isn't really going to work. So my, my critics first question, how are you going to make money off of this? Well, to be honest, I don't know. To be also honest, I don't know if I care. I don't know if that's as big of a thing. So the first question is, how do I make money off of it? Two, do I have enough time to actually do this? And notice I'm not answering these yet. The third one, and I'm doing these off the top of my head. I'm not writing these down. The third one would be, well, what if somebody nominates somebody else and they don't accept the nomination and they decide not to do it. That can kind of make me have to go back to the, to the guest and say, Hey, they said, no, ideally the guest is the one who says, man, you got to be on the show. Number two, what if it's a bad interview? Like, what if I don't want to interview that person? Because that happens on a uh, bacon wrap business all the time. I get requests to be on the show and it's just like, eh, you know, I don't really, I don't really have the desire to interview you because there's nothing that I necessarily want to learn about from you. Sorry, but it's true. But that's a, that's a very real issue. Now, what would be another third thing? I mean, it's just the, you know, the, do I have the time, the opportunity cost of working on other stuff? What would be another thing that would keep me from it? I can't really think of the other things that could go wrong besides just poor guests and lack of monetization. 
So now let's take those three issues. And because once more, I'm doing this podcast, not only to get your feedback, but to show you the way, one of the ways that uh, I mentally go through the planning of things. And we say, you know, we take this back to, I'm going to take it back to the realist office, you know, the, the doer, the one who would solve the problems and plan it out. So first thing, do I have time for this? Well, that's arguable, but yes, because creating a podcast is actually very easy to do. It's not really that much difficult more difficult than just having a phone call uh, with somebody and recording it. Obviously, there's a little bit of editing, which I outsource, or sometimes I just do it myself, but I'm not really worried about the time. So that brings up the two other things, money. How can it make money? So first of all, I don't need it to make money, but I don't like doing things unless there is kind of a financial component. I take that back. I absolutely do. I love putting out work just for the sake of the creative expression, but hey, if I can make some money off it, that'd be great. So one solution would be to sell uh, advertising and get sponsorships on this early on. My very first, my very first inclination was to uh, reach out to LinkedIn because I know that LinkedIn does podcast sponsorships. And man, talk about a a great congruent sponsor is, you know, connecting with certain people and having it to do with the chain. And you know, LinkedIn is links in a chain, so that would be one thing. Although one of the problems there is getting sponsorship for a show that has zero listeners up front. So would I have to? build the listenership and then reach out to them? Or could I go out and sell the listener, like the sponsorship on spec, just knowing that I'm a good marketer and I can probably fill this thing up. So that's, yeah, that's one. And you know, if you have any ideas of other ways to monetize this or to other sponsors who you think would be kind of cool and congruent, especially early on, that would be a lot of fun. Cause I do know that if I were to get some sponsors who said, yeah, we'd love to sponsor this, here's some money. I'd be like, that. Ah, this is amazing. Number one, I'm going to use all that money to promote the show. And number two, you know, whenever money changes hands, it kind of lights the fire of motivation. It gets the chain reaction started. Now, number number three is the guest. You know, how do you assure that the guests nominate somebody interesting who's willing to accept and, you know, is willing to kind of pass the baton forward? I don't know. I don't actually have the answer for that. And it's one of those things, well, you know, you, you start it, you try it, and you see how, how far it goes, and you kind of, you know, jump and hope the net appears but I can probably put some things in place. Although if you're listening to this and you have any ideas, I would love to hear them. So that kind of brings me to the end of this ep- of this episode's, you know, the question and the idea, but I would love really to hear what you think of the idea. Is this something you would listen to? Do you have any ideas that would make, you know, help me solve some of those issues? Once more, you can email me at askbrad at baconwrapbusiness.com or click the link and go to the place to leave me a voicemail from the, you know, from your computer. You don't have to even call me. But the other big thing is I really hope that the process by which I've explained how I uh, ideate on this has been useful and helpful to you. Because, you know, whenever I do workshops for individual clients or uh, corporate clients or, you know, groups of them, I, I, I do an ideation intensive. And the ideation is more than just brainstorming. There's an actual process. And this is just one part of a longer process by which we do this. But it's one of the very first things I teach all of my clients, partners, employees, assistants, et cetera, is this Disney dreamstorming framework so that they always know where I'm at in, in what we're planning. And by planning it out like this and then adding some of the other frameworks that I use to develop these breakthrough ideas, we're able to come up with some really cool implementation plans and, and contingency plans for when things go wrong. So hopefully that part has been 
enlightening for you. And if you are interested in doing an ideation intensive, attending an upcoming one, uh, doing one solo, organizing one with your company, et cetera, you can also uh, email me at askbrad at bacon wrap business and we can you know discuss kind of what that looks like. They're a lot of fun and my every one of my clients comes out just really, really reinvigorated and energized, ready to uh, take on the world because they finally have the kind of clarity, focus, and a path to profitability most times. So that is it. Send me some feedback. Let me know what you think. And I'm looking forward to hearing about it. This is a project that will happen, has to happen. I'm already down that road. I'm just trying to flesh out the final little pieces, but looking forward to hearing back from you and stay tuned for the next episode of Bacon Wrapped Business.